Well, hello and welcome to our daily encouragement series. In case you don't know who I am, my name is Christine Garza, and I'm so excited to be here with you. We're going to talk about just a, a couple of things today here in the Word of God. We've got four parts to this, a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday this week. And the name of this series that I've given it is going to be, Why Will My Mountain Not Move? So we'll just dig right in. Let's go straight to Mark chapter 11, verse 22. And it says, Jesus answered, and he was talking to his disciples and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. And if you do not forgive, then your heavenly Father cannot forgive your trespasses. So, how many have read that verse or heard it preached and you took it to heart? You, you believed what the word said and uh, you, you thought about the mountain that you had in your life or you got home after church and you stuck your finger in that mountain's face and with authority you said, mountain, be thou removed right now in the name of Jesus. And then you looked up and well, your mountain was still standing there. But without getting disappointed because you're a good Bible-believing Christian, you mustered up some Holy Ghost faith again, and you, you pointed your finger to that stack of bills or to those positive blood results or maybe to those divorce papers or maybe even to the heir to that rebellion that's trying to steal your child from you. And again, with a louder voice and a, a stronger posture, you say, Mountain, be thou removed now in the name of Jesus. And well, you look up and once you've settled down a bit from your Pentecostal meeting, you realize that the mountain is still standing there. You know, many times, like so many other portions of scripture, I think we read through a verse and we just grab from it what's most readily uh, relatable to us, what we can most quickly understand, what we have the most confidence that we can put into action the quickest. And I think a lot of times we've heard this and what we've heard is, uh, Jesus said, say to the mountain, be thou removed and it will be done. But Jesus had a few other instructions than just talking to the mountain. And that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at the most obvious and the first instruction that Jesus gave here. So he's talking to his disciples and he says, have faith in God. Well, this should be easy, right? I mean, faith in God. Well, you can't even get saved without faith in God. And I think every Christian claims to have faith in God. Yet, it is this very first instruction that Jesus gives that can often be the hindrance to using this mountain-moving faith that he's promised us. And, and it's because what Jesus really meant was have faith in God without a plan B or a plan C or a plan D. Jesus didn't tell them to have faith in God and, hey, also make sure you have a backup plan just in case God doesn't come through for you this time. And when we're faced with a mountain, and uh, 
the the word mountain here is just oros in the Greek, and it just means to uh, to be raised up or to rear. So something in your life, something in my life that has raised itself up against us, it's reared its ugly head in front of us. Uh, when we have something like that, and we all do, come into our life, we are faced with a decision. It's not typically the decision of, are we going to leave the mountain there or try to get rid of it? Because it's human nature that we get things out of our way to make our path easy. The decision at this point is how? How are we going to get rid of this mountain? Are we going to take the carnal, natural method? Or are we going to take this supernatural method that Jesus has offered and explained here in Mark chapter 11? So it's it's not just having faith in God. What Jesus meant was having faith in God alone. And that can be where we get tripped up just a little bit. So if you find yourself praying or saying the right things like, Mountain, get out of my way. And you use the right name. You use the name of Jesus. And you do it with gusto. And you're all inspired from the message or, or when you read it yourself. But then right after that, or maybe in a day or so, you start to have thoughts that are entertaining what your next move is going to be in case something doesn't come through for you. Or you get into that conversation with a friend or a family member, someone that knows about your, your hard circumstances, and, and you're entertaining the, the different ideas of what you're going to have to do if God doesn't doesn't do something quick, then that's not having faith in God, not the kind that Jesus was talking about here. And that is going to hinder our mountain from being moved out of our way. So I would say that I am a pretty resourceful girl. I love DIY projects. Um, I love getting to the bottom of things. I'm a little over analytical. Uh, I love getting on the internet and researching any kind of challenge that's put in front of me. I like to troubleshoot and find the answer. And that is a great trait to have if I'm going to live in the woods by myself or if I'm going to take my family off grid. But it is this very trait in my life that has caused me to approach the hard things, these mountains that have popped up along the way with the attitude of, I'm going to exhaust all means to get the relief that I'm craving. Uh, and really, it's just a need to control the process. Um, I want to be comfortable mentally and emotionally. And so, I, you know, I have all these different backup plans and, and all these methods of taking care of this just in case. Um, and maybe you've had situations, uh, mountains in your life, not maybe, I know you have, you probably have one right now, uh, and you, you've needed them moved out of the way. And as a Bible believing Christian, you're never going to leave God out of the scenario, but you just want to make sure that you have some other resources lined up too. This will hinder your mountain moving faith. It's all God. There can't be God plus this, 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 or this. That's not going to move that mountain out of the way. James 1, verse uh, 6 through 8 says, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, just blown and tossed by the wind. And this is really harsh, but he says right here, That person should not expect to receive anything from God. Such a person is double-minded and is unstable in all that they do. 
So a double-minded person is someone who has a divided interest. So right now, if you'll take a look with me at that thing that's standing in your way, that mountain, whatever it is that's representing hindrance to an easy flow in your life. And as you're thinking about this and you've thought about what, how you've prayed over it already and you're still looking at this mountain, um, you know, ask yourself, do you have the attitude that, yes, of course I want God to move. Of course I want God to do something for me. But really, Chris, if he doesn't do it, you know, like by this timeline or if I have to suffer this uncomfortable feeling, you know, too much longer, then I've got to find another, I've got to find an answer somewhere. That is, that has to be corrected. That is, before we can even go any further into this scripture, we have to correct having faith in God alone. So what I've done is I've just looked at a, a few of the reasons that I know have been issues for me in the past, and uh, hopefully you can relate to some of these. Uh, but So we have to ask ourselves, why are we being double-minded? We believe the word. We love God. We know God loves us. Why are we being double-minded? And the first one that I've got here is we believe that God can, but we do not believe, but maybe not that he will. And in Matthew 8, verse 32, there was a leper that was crying out to Jesus. And, and, and he looked up at him and he said, Jesus, if you are just willing, I know you can cleanse me. See, the leper knew his power, but he didn't know his heart. And uh, Jesus fixed that right away. He put his hand down and he lifted the leper up and, and he told him, I am willing. And Jesus is not a respecter of persons. What he was willing to do then, he's willing to do now. So that has to be settled in your heart. He's not leaving you out of his best. You're not on the outer fringes of the covenant. He is willing. He is willing to work and to move on your behalf. That's what he wants. Uh, number two, we believe God will, but we're not sure that we can trust that he will do it fast enough. That's kind of hard to find uplifting material in Lamentations, but if you make it to chapter 3 and you make it to verse 25, you'll find that it says, The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. The last thing we want to do when we are uncomfortable is wait. I don't want to wait and you don't want to wait. But this is where the decision to either be carnal or spiritually minded is really going to come into play. If you need saving from something, then the Bible says it's good that you quietly wait for the Lord. And it says that he is good to the one who can wait. So we've got to check our patience level. As I was praying about this, the Lord told me, impatience has caused many of my people to miss my best for a counterfeit solution. And you know what? You don't want that mountain to just shrink. You don't want it to just move over a couple of feet. That's what a counterfeit solution is going to do. You want that mountain removed, and so does God. And lastly, if we're having a problem having faith in God, then it's might be because we haven't feasted on the word of God enough. Jesus was dealing with Satan on a mountain too. 
And Satan at, at this point uh, was trying to convince Jesus to take these stones and to turn them into bread. Why bread? I mean, why not a, a firefly or a rainbow or a unicorn? And the reason why is because Jesus was hungry. Uh, he was physically uncomfortable. The Bible says that during the season, he fasted for 40 days and afterward he was a hungered. And I would be willing to bet that he was a hungered after about two days because when I think of Mary, his mama, I think she's probably a good mom and she probably fed her boys well. And after probably two days without mama's home cooking, Jesus was a hungered. So Satan was trying to get him to take a shortcut to meeting a physical need. And Jesus could have done that, but that's not, that wasn't what he was going after. He was going after, uh, he had a mission and he had 40 days to fast and he could have taken a shortcut solution and felt better physically, but the destiny, the spiritual mission would have been thwarted right there. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus answered and said, Hey, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It is the word of God that builds our faith. If your faith tank is low, then it might be a possibility that your word tank is low. And we have a lot of distractions, uh, especially in this year. But we've got to learn to turn those off and to open the Word of God and to get in here because the more we're in the Word, the more our faith grows. The more we're with Jesus, who is the Word, the more our faith grows. And Romans ten seventeen, we know says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So in conclusion today, God does not want that mountain standing in your way, blocking the view of his son, S-O-N. <laughs> so he did give us the ability in Jesus to move that thing right out of the way. And I encourage you today, if having this undivided interest in this full faith in God alone that I've talked about today has been a struggle, then just ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Look at some of these reasons we looked at. If these don't uh, resonate with you, ask the Holy Spirit what's holding you back from having faith in God alone. And if you say, well, Chris, actually, faith is not a problem for me, but I'm still looking at this mountain standing here. Then I'm just going to ask that you would meet me back here tomorrow for our next daily encouragement series. Part of the series will be part two. And we will look at another common hindrance to using our mountain moving faith. It was a pleasure to be with you, and I'm excited to meet you back here again tomorrow.